Commerce and the Thrive15.com World Headquarters. Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner and the Forest Small Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Three, two, one. Boom, 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 and boom. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year. And as always, I have the pleasure of being joined here inside the box that rocks with a man who's been putting glasses on the masses since I was still in high school classes. It's Dr. Robert Zellner. Go there in about an hour you're going to be leaving with some incredible glasses. Dr. Z, how is it possible? How have you been able to serve that many how people? How is it possible? It's, it's smoke and mirrors and trickery and glitter and, and, a, and of course, a disco ball. A disco which ball. Spins, which, spin, which spins continuously in the practice. I mean, that's that just it kind of gets people kind of disoriented a little bit. And then next thing you know, boom, they're out the door and they got their stuff, you know. I Today we're, today we're talking about a subject that's very near and dear to my heart. And it's a subject that really... You need to, you could put on a laser show. You could talk about this for a month and a half. This is your superpower. It's how to influence and communicate with people. How to influence and communicate with people. I'm going to give you a scenario. This is a scenario, a true situation. Scenario. Here we go. Okay. There is currently a member of our team who, okay. uh, who applied for a group interview. And I told the person, I said, right now we're not hiring, but. Um, I have some friends of mine who are in the process of looking to hire, and uh, right now we don't need somebody. But if you want to apply, I'd put in the good word for it. You know, so yeah, that's, person, that makes sense. Yeah. So this person goes to the other job, and it just doesn't go well. They said, "I said I just didn't want to. I didn't like working there." And they, they they reapplied, and I said, "Well, why why didn't it work out?" And they said, "I don't know what it is, but the other work environment just felt heavy." Heavy. It just felt like the boss was never in a good mood. Oh, and man. And it just seemed kind of a negative deal. And I got to thinking about it. I'm going, you know what? This is something we need to talk about on our show. How is it possible that you that you create a positive emotional state? And how do you... Because, Dr. Z, there's a lot of great optometrists out there in terms of people who've passed the exams and scored high. But your ability to influence and communicate people, I believe, is one of your skills you've worked hard to develop, and it's one of the reasons for your success, is you've really been methodical about learning how to become a better communicator. Yeah, and it's that EQ versus IQ. You know, we've had other shows where we've, we've broke that down, you know, that emotional quote. I mean, the emotional quotient, yeah. Yeah, the emotional quotient versus the intelligent quotient. And I know that, I mean, like, say, for example, say, for example, the medical field, you can have which gets sued more. The doctor that is really smart and never makes a mistake, but Sue he has that guy. a horrible bedside manner, or the guy that is maybe wasn't the top of his class, but is, has got great, great bedside manner, cheer, cheer side manner, if you will. And, and it's always the one that is the least personable, the one that is maybe perceived to be rude, or the one that perceived to not have good chair side manners, that gets sued more often. And it's kind of crazy to think, but he's a smarter doctor, he had it figured out more, but why is that? And I think a lot of it has to deal with that 
connecting with the patient and well, making them feel like, you know, you like them. Well, what we're going to do today is on the show notes, I'm going to put a video up there. If you go to thrivetimeshow.com and you click on the podcast button, you can see the show notes. And uh, there you're going to see a video. It's about a minute and a half long. So, see, it's an investment of a minute and a half. That's about 90 seconds. Right. And Warren Buffett <laughs> is on a BBC interview, and they're asking him, and if you're, if you're not careful and you don't watch the video and understand what he's talking about, they're asking him about um, how he became super successful. Well, he says that he attended Dale Carnegie's um, School of Communication. And he said at the school, he learned how to communicate effectively. And he said it made such a profound impact on his life. He said it, the Dale Carnegie training changed my life. He goes on to say he took down his college diploma and replaced it with the Dale Carnegie <laughs> certificate because there he said go. here in college he learned all these things, but he didn't know how to communicate with people. And so yeah. nobody would invest in his Berkshire Hathaway fund. When he was starting, he just couldn't get people to invest. And so Warren Buffett, if he were here today, would tell you, you got to listen up. And so we're going to break down the, the specific training that they provide in the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, today on the radio show. And so, Dr. Z, there are five parts of it, my friend. There are five parts. And let's, get, let's, let's hop into the first part here, okay? You, what I love about this show is normally our shows are really geared for the 57% of the people out there, according to Forbes, that want to start a business, right? A absolutely. But this is, you know what? You get your head wrapped around this, how to win friends and influence people. I don't care whether you have your own business, whether you're moving up the ladder in a business, whether you're, whatever you're doing in life, even your friends, your 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 tennis buddies. I oh, mean, tennis buddies, your yeah. tennis buddies. I mean, this helps everybody listening out there. So as you're getting ready for lunch, it's noon, and we appreciate you listening to the show, by the way, as you're getting your tuna salad out mm. or your, oh. your uh, tuna salad Oklahoma sandwich. Joe's barbecue or uh, whatever, whatever you chose to participate. Take it for lunch today. We appreciate you listening to the show, and this is for this is this is one of those shows we can literally say it's for everybody. It is, it is for everybody. Now, before we teach you the moves, there's five moves, but there's two rules. It's like the game of football. There's rules, you know. This, oh, this rules. This is a touchdown. This is out of bounds. Oh. Rule number one: you have to observe the seventy thirty rule of conversational generosity. You have to observe. The 70-30 rule of conversational generosity. And that, that means that you have to make sure that the other person, that you're, the person you're talking to, talks 70% of the time. You're having a good conversation when you're using your two ears to listen twice as much as you're talking. And Z, you do such a good job at that. And I don't care whether somebody is a brand new employee or an investor or a partner or high up the food chain or low. You have this magical way of making the other person feel like they're the only person in the world. I've seen you do it, and you're so good at it. Can you break down what's going on in your mind when you're sitting down with someone for the first time? Well, you have to be purposeful. You can't be sitting there Instagramming, Facebooking, you know, reading a text. And yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm well, huh? What? Huh? What? So first of all, you have to be there. You really have to be engaged. You have to be purposeful. Bro, but I set up all my notifications on my phone to like update Dude, me, bro. I just got a cool Snapchat. Watch this, man. That's bro, incredible. my clout score is super high right now. Boom. Boom, bro. And, uh, <laughs> bro, everything's bro. So you have to be purposeful. And the thing about it is, is that if you are in the conversation, it, that is just, that's the rule that I've always followed. It's great information hey, from here. Hey, Brosif, I'm sorry. I just got a text. One second, Brosif. But what happens is, is that it leads you, well, it leads you leaving that conversation with that person saying to themselves, wow, that guy's a great guy. Hey, Broda, once, well, can you repeat that again? I'm he sorry, was I was just updating he my was, email. He was really nice. 
He listened to me. He, and when you listen to them, then you can comment on the things they're saying. When you have that opportunity, when it's your turn to talk, you're 30% of the conversation. Hey, bro, to talk. bro, Dini, when you said that thing about it's other person's time to talk, what, what, yeah, uh, what? sorry, bro, I just got a Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, bro. Uh, update, ding. Um, and so what happens is you've got to put all those distractions away and really listen. Use both those ears. Listen to what they're saying. Then you can comment on it. And I'll tell you one of the things, if you're trying to gather somebody, if you're really trying to be purposeful and gather them, one of the things that people love to talk about when it's their 70% of the time to talk is themselves. Hey, Broby One Kenobi, uh, while you were just uh, speaking there, I was just thinking about some other things I wanted to say. Uh, particularly Plus, it's real, it's real easy to do the 70-30 rule with you, Clay, because you're kind of a mic hog, so, you know. No, seriously. I hey, oh. hey, <laughs> hey, bro, 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 commander. <laughs> bro, bro, commander. <laughs> no, the thing, that's the thing about it is and you, sometimes you're watching people have a conversation and they're kind of competing. You're kind of competing to, to get some information out. They're kind of competing. Bro, I want to one-up you, bro. To comment on, on what, they're, what, the, what the topic is. And those are, not, those are stressful. Those conversations are... It almost feels like a fight. It's like a verbal fight. Bro, Skeeto, while you were just talking, I was thinking <laughs> <See, about> it. <laughs> <laughs> it like it's, eat, a, bro, bro it's a verbal. It's a verbal joust. You That's know, what's it's a, happening, though. Yeah. It's so frustrating. And I'm obviously just playing up that character. But oh, there know, are people that sit there and do that, though. And you're just like, at any. I, I watch it happen in meetings, and it's just so important that you listen attentively and you write down what their person is saying and you just look engaged because you are engaged. Now, the other, the move number two, and I'm typing all of this up on the show notes, so you're going to see it. You must make the other person feel the way they need to feel to engage with you. You've got to make the other person feel the way that they need to feel to engage with you. And I'm going to give you two, uh, two, two examples. There was a person in my life very close to me who is really, really into spiritual manifestations. They love seeing signs and wonders, and okay. they will travel to like... Pensacola, Florida, to see to see them. And I'm not ripping on you. If this is, they will travel to Pensacola, Florida to see signs and wonders. Now, I'm interested in the Patriots. They are not interested in the Patriots, but they are interested in signs and wonders uh, and manifestations of God. Okay. So if I want to make this person like me or to participate in the conversation or to just be feel welcomed, you know what I did? I'm watching the Patriots. They, they brought up a conversation about signs and wonders and manifestations, and I stopped what I was doing. During the break, you know, and I said, hey. And then I said, so tell me more about it. But I, yeah. I took a sincere interest in them, yeah. which made them feel the way I wanted them to feel, which is appreciated. And then we could have a productive afternoon. But it's so important that you don't try to ramrod the Patriots down the, the mind of somebody who definitely is not interested in professional football and who really wants to talk about signs and wonders and manifestations in Florida. Right. And that's the key, is that you're smart enough that you know, listen, this is a person that uh, for whatever reason, you fill in the blank, for whatever reason, I want yeah. to gather them. Right. And gather is a general term of, you know, you, they're on your team, you, you want something from them, you're trying to sell them something, something to do with business or life, and you, you want to gather that person. Um, and then there's also just being nice, being nice even to strangers and being nice to people too is, well, always does you well down the road. But as you knowing that, you go, listen, I'm going to use the 70-30 rule. We're yes. going to talk about what he wants or she wants to talk about, and I'm going to show interest in it. One, it is kind of an interesting topic, and two, I want to gather this person. So that you have to be purposeful in that. And listening, that the 70% of the time they're talking, you're 100% listening. Because what happens is when you get that 
when it finally kicks back to you and you can say something, yes. if you haven't been listening, then your 30% is, is kind of I was of thinking about protisserie chicken, bro. Yeah. Oh, protisserie chicken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now here are the five moves if you want to learn how to influence and communicate with people. The first move is you want to wait, build wait, wait, a rapport. Before, before we do the five moves, before we do the five yeah, moves, man, sorry, man. I want to hit this 70-30 rule some more. Because if everybody's doing that, then nobody will be talking. So it's kind of like how do you know when you're the 70, when you're the 30, Clay? I mean, how do you know? Because you come into a conversation, all of a sudden you're like, you both are just staring at each other like, <laughs> your I turn. think it's your turn to, <laughs> we, you need to talk. Years ago, uh, we had a member of our team who <clears throat> was a, a very, very um, good DJ. I right, wanted okay. him to join DJ Connection. All right. And uh, he had a disproportionate interest in the band Journey. You know, he loved Journey. And uh, he just loved, don't stop, stop believing. Hold, hold on to that feeling. You know, and so I'm like, well, listen to him. And I realized that he's really into Journey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the whole time I'm talking to him, and he's telling me about he actually met the guy who oh, was the he lead met the singer. Guy. He met the dude. Lying beside you he, he, here in the dark. He like, knew these. He like, knew I all the lyrics. And he referenced arm. it. So he kept oh, wait, talking about it. And I said, here's the deal. You know, I'm making notes. This guy loves Journey. So what I did, is I was trying to convince him to come join our DJ team. And so after the meeting, I was taking notes the entire time. Again, my goal is to get you to talk 70% of the time. Right, right. After, I sent him an offer of what I would pay him, but I mailed him a copy of Journey's Greatest Hits and each one of the albums that I ordered. It was like a you know 10 bucks a, a CD, and I think I bought him five oh, CDs. Oh, you filled up his love bucket. And I sent it to him, and he was like, Man, I'm in. <laughs> and I'm sure he was offered other opportunities. He was a phenomenal DJ with a lot of experience. He had just moved to Tulsa. And I just listened, and he went on and on telling me, all of a sudden, the compensation package, all of a sudden, the vision of the company, those things didn't matter. He just knew that I cared. I'm going to leave you with a little notable quotable before we go to the break. John Maxwell says, if you'll lead people by their heart, their head will follow. Oh, say that again. If you'll lead people by their heart, their head will follow. And so you've got to engage people with their heart. See, it's, it's so they'll, important. They'll follow you over the rainbow? They will, and they'll actually get Somewhere. to the end of the Somewhere. rainbow. Somewhere. And they will they will find the leprechaun there with you. And then together, Aww. you two can ride off into the sunset while riding a unicorn into a black hole. With a pot of gold. <laughs> and then you'll see a, you'll, a solar eclipse happen right at that time. It's all gonna it's all gonna work out. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. The problem is with this intro right here. I don't ever want to come back. I just want this that that drum riff. <laughs> do, do, boom, do, boom, boom, boom. I, I know I want to tell you something right now, Thrivers. If you're listening to this podcast or the show live today, you have to go and listen to yesterday's show. The backstory of that song yes. and Sir Richard Branson is incredible. I didn't know it, and and when you you're telling the story, Clay, on yesterday's show, it was like, 
oh my gosh, that's like one of the coolest stories. Well, here's ever. what here's what I've been ever. working on for November. Here's what I've been working on. I haven't okay. t- I haven't okay. shared this with you yet. Okay. The whole month of November on every show, we're breaking out the story behind the story about a successful entrepreneur. I'm talking about Steve Case from AOL. Oh, nice. How AOL was built. Remember, a- remember AOL? They used You've to mail got out those mail. discs. Yeah. Uh, we have Airbnb, been working on Amazon, uh, Apple, all the companies you know, but the stories you don't know. I'm pretty excited yes. about the month of November. It's going to be, Z, it's going to be a month I'll be thankful that's, for. That's always the fun stuff. You know, that's one of the things we try to bring to this show. We try to bring fun facts. We try to give you practical steps on how to start and grow a business. But then also, you know what, some of the... Some of the stories behind the scenes yes. are the ones that are the most enjoyable because well, you're kind of like, oh, wow, maybe a failure, maybe a success, or maybe a little bit of both. They went through that, too? Yeah. Now, Eric Chop is on the show today. Eric Chop, how you doing, my friend? I couldn't be any better. I don't he, think. He's is, he, a, is, he the, is he the up-and-coming business coach well, here's the thing in about, Thrive, here's Thrive the, Nation? Here's the thing about Eric Chop, and I'm going to brag on him, is oh, that boy. we have a, a system here, and I call the system... Um, this is what I call the system. I'm still working yeah, on the title. You have title. a system it, and you call it, it the no, system? It, it, it's a working title, but okay. this is kind of the, the thing is, when you want to be a business coach, you have to start by learning how everything works, and you have to demonstrate mastery at every level. So Eric Chupp started out doing search engine work. Then he moved up to you know sales calls and videography. So for the last two and a half years, he's been going through this whole, this whole system. And so now he knows all of the systems, all the moves. So instead of teaching a client, well, theoretically, this is how you make an outbound sales call. And then previously to coming here, he actually managed a company. So he is, he has the DNA, G- Z. He's the real deal. Yeah. I, you know what I think we need to do with, our, with all of our coaching, with all our business coaches that we have here? What is that? We need to make them wear a belt. A belt? A, a certain color belt. Kind of oh, like, like a karate. Yeah. You know, since we are the dojo of Mojo here, I think we should have them. And so, like, when he's starting off, he's <laughs> a white, is like a white belt. Mm. And now, what you're telling me now is that Chef would be wearing the black belt, right? Yeah, black belt with like a stripe or something. Yeah, that's something that we can add stripes to it. So you know, you you know, brown belt, green belt, blue, yellow. I think is one. And so what we can do is that way, just by a quick glance. Of the business coaches, I'll know. Oh, that's a yellow belt. Now, yeah. do the do the shoes have to that's match? A, is that like a? I don't know. That's a good point. Now, <laughs> I, now I understand why I keep finding urine-soaked white belts <laughs> on the counter with a note from Chup saying, yeah. "This is for you." you I goes, couldn't figure is, it out. I moved up to my yellow belt. <laughs> <laughs> You're very resourceful. But maybe that's maybe that's a move we do. You know, that way when people come in, they see that they're wow. being attended by a brown belt or a black yeah. belt. They go, "Okay, this guy. This is, guy knows his, his stuff." stuff. Can yeah. I make a request if we do that? You know, the Karate Kid bandana. Oh yeah, I I'm partial to the headband and the '80s '80s hairband music. You know? That's a <laughs> Cobra Kai. No, no, no. <laughs> only, only if you get only if you get the back of your head permed. I'll That's, do it. Then we'll do. Crank it. I will do it. <laughs> Crank him. No, Daniel son. Crank up. Wax, Wax on. on. Wax off. All right. So we're talking about the the magical system to influence and communicate with people. But before we do that, Eric Chup, we have a question from an actual Thrive coaching client. Kind of tell us the industry and tee up the question, my friend. Well, I'd like to start by saying there was a good intro there because. I have been waiting for this moment all my life, guys. Oh, no. Clay, oh, you're here. Z, you're here. It's just too good. Okay, I'm working with a guy. He's in the auto detailing business, okay? Okay. Just met with the gentleman. He's a hardworking young man. He's growing. He's going to hit his revenue goals this year. Things are rocking and rolling. Rocking. Turns out somebody got a hold of him saying, hey, I'm coming for you. I'm starting a business, and I could either buy you and this other competition guy out, or I'm just going to steal your market. I'm just going to come take it all. So he said words. He said words, forceful Mm. words, words to try to intimidate and push him around. So, Z, Clay, I figured you guys have both experienced some sort of situation like this on the business level and just the emotional side of dealing with this. When It's like somebody attacking your kid, right? Hey, hands off, bud. 
Okay, don't, well, don't I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with it here. I will give you an Andrew Carnegie quote. I love Andrew Carnegie because he um, started working at the age of 13 because he noticed that his mom and dad couldn't pay the bills. And so at the age of 13, um, apparently he told his father, hey, Dad, I'll, I'll go to work if I need to. 13 years old. Yeah. And uh, uh, he has a notable quote I'm going to read to you right now. He says, as I grow older, I pay less attention to what men say. I just watch what they do. So I have just seen a lot of people throughout the years call me with my company DJ Connection or Elephant in the Room and make threats but when I follow, I looked at the fruit of their lives and I followed it back to the root, I realized that they had a big hat and no cattle. They had a lot of claims, not a lot of success. They were not bona fide. They were fictitious. They were felonious. They were not real. And most of those threats have turned out to be just somebody just making puffery, em- puffery empty yeah. threats. However, there has been a couple times where I have been attacked by a competitor who has success. And that's a different way I would handle that. But Z, what, how would you say if somebody, if you get a, a threatening call from a competitor or some sort of, uh, they're puffing themselves up, they're trying to intimidate you. Has that ever happened to you, my friend? Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Z just punches right through the phone. <laughs> Ow, what? Yeah. How, did you, how did you do that? I just instantly go into the crane pose and I just start kicking <laughs> random. Boom. Just, I just kick, start throat punching kick, people around boom. me. Pretending like they're that guy. No, no. What you do is you turn that into motivation. You say, okay, you know what? And the day you think that not every one of your competition is thinking that is the day you've lost. Right. In other words, everybody out there is thinking the same thing. I'm coming for your business. I'm coming for your business. And you should have that same attitude. Well, I'm coming for your business. Well, I'm coming. That's my food. Those are my people. I remember one time we had a a rep come in and said, hey, listen, do you have a database of your your patients? We'll send them on our company's nickel. We'll send them a letter, you know, from both of us, but a letter to them talking about this new product we have and the new new thing that's coming out. And I said, in fact, I do have a list of my patients. And uh, let me go get it. And I went back and got now. Clay, you're old enough. Shep, you may not realize this, but it was a thing called a phone book. Oh, man. I, I, know, you know, I, know, I know, Shep, you're probably too young to know what that was, but it was a I, big, I, thick book with everybody's names and phone numbers and that, addresses. I'd only ever read it. I thought it was Pahone book. No, yeah. <laughs> I never heard anybody actually say it, what it, it is. It could be a silent P. It's, I think it's Hone book. Okay, okay, okay. book. <laughs> but I, I literally took the phone book and I handed it to that rep and I said, those are my patients. Sick. Sick. And yes. they said, they said, well, this is the entire city of Tulsa and all the outlying suburbs. I said, yes, they're mine. And they looked at me and I said, you can put that in your database and send them a, <laughs> send them a letter and let's talk to them. But they're, they're, there's your, they're, that's, those are mine. They just looked at me like, they kind of cocked their head like, you're crazy. So is this a real competitor they got the threat from, Shep? Is this a, is this a real threat? This is a guy who's threatening to start a business. He's not even a, actually oh, a threat damn. to start. Oh. He's in his motivation. I mean, that's what everybody's out there doing. I mean, that's, that, that should put a fire in the, in the belly of the person that called you to talk about yes. this. You know, I love it. Yes. If you get a chance to watch the movie Pumping Iron, you can find it on YouTube or Amazon with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold. One of the things he explains is that he used to, the morning of the competition, would walk up to his, the competitor who's winning. Who, who, who was favored to win, the guy who would win Mr. Universe. And he would explain to them, he'd say, uh, you, you look like you've gained a little weight. Flabby. And he would just get Looking in their head. <laughs> and he would get them thinking that you must have eaten a lot of salt. And he would just get them where they were like unsure of themselves moments before posing for the biggest event of their life. I'm Ron Burgundy. And he would always get that extra little competitive edge. So don't let the competition steal your joy. Don't let them talk trash. Yeah. Just move on. Press on. My name is Clay Clark. I'm a business coach. <laughs> 
broadcasting from the center of the universe and the Thrive15.com world headquarters. It's the Thrive Time Show. the man by the killers and if you're looking to become the woman or the man you're going to have to learn how to influence and communicate with people you've got to learn how to influence people how to communicate with people it's so important that you're able to know the winning combination for creating an uplifting conversation and step number one is you've got to build rapport with four okay rapport with four the f stands for family the o stands for occupation the R stands for recreation, and the E stands for enjoyment. When, so when you meet somebody new, you'd want to say, so tell me what great things are going on with your family. And it's important you say what great things are going on with your family. Because if you just say, how's your family going? Typically, people will default to the worst thing. That's what most people do. So you'll yeah. say, how's your family? And they'll go, well, you know, my kid's got a rash, and I'm actually having a dispute with my wife. And you're like, well, a little more than I wanted to know there, buddy. TMI. So you want to say, what great things are going on with your family? And when you ask someone these questions, you'll notice, one, the, po- the conversations are more positive. But two, the person will pause for a moment and have to think about something positive. And it's so important you shift the conversation upward. Isn't that right? That's Steve? a super move. I tell you what, if you just, everybody out there listening right now, try that today. Try that today. Try it's a it move. It's, a, it's an absolute move. And, uh, you know, you'll be amazed at how it'll, you know, how many of our conversations we have out there are in the dirt, are it, negative, are well, people complaining. And this is a way to start off a conversation, start off a relationship, start off a, a, a day and have it be on the positive side. What great things are going on in your family? And, I mean, that just puts it, I mean, that just, and we're in a world of such, going up. such negativity around you everywhere oh. that you've got to be so intentional to craft the conversation. Now, after you say what great things are going on with your, et cetera, I encourage you to say, tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. Yeah. You want to get the person talking, Chip. I actually did this um, with my cousin at a, at a family burger night last Friday night. Oh. He was the best man at my wedding. We're best friends. We go back for our whole lives, right? And we sat down on the patio. We're going to have a little cigar, just kind of talk, hang out with the dads out there. And I said, hey, man, what's great in your life right now? And he kind of looked at me like, what? Wait, wait, what? Because I don't know right. that I'd ever intentionally asked him that after you know, 34, 35 years of being together all the time. And so we had a really good conversation about his work. He's been promoted. He's leading this teacher training program. And they're actually videoing him teaching Clay so that they can do play-by-play feedback. And so like, Bam. it was just cool to actually, it's usually like, oh, work's good. It's good this year. It's good. No, cool. but he got it's like detailed and I was like, man, that was a good connection. Well, and what that does is it gives, you know, most people are raised don't, don't brag. Don't brag. We don't. We don't brag. We boom. don't. We don't show pride. I got money pride. in the we bank. Don't, I got gas in my tank. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're looking at the man. And the people that just default to that sometimes can be a little annoying. Right. Okay. Right. Well, we all know the person who will tell you the potential great things, maybe Mr. potential great things in their life. You're like, really, <laughs> that could one, happen. Mister McOneUperson. Yes, exactly. But what that does, though, is it gives that person permission. To talk about the yes. promotion, to talk about that, and they don't sound braggadocious. They don't feel braggadocious. They don't. They don't feel braggadocious. They don't feel bad about it. And next thing you know, they got a big smile on their face, and like, and, and they may not even realize how much they wanted to talk about that. Right. And you've given them permission, 
and you've you've opened the door for that, and now it's a lovely conversation. Yeah. Which this and this just ties into the next notable quotables from Dale Carnegie because Dale Carnegie would agree with you. Z. He says you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. He goes on to say, actions speak louder than words, and a smile says, "I like you. You make me happy." And I'm glad to see you. That is, I mean, just think about the profundity. If you actually smiled, now I'm going to give you an example. Yesterday, Chuck, what was the the store that I was telling you guys? I went to Home Goods, uh, something like that. Okay, here's the deal. My wife goes in to buy drapes for my daughter, so I said I'll stay out in the Hummer. So I stay, stay on the car. So I stay out in the car, and a person literally taps on my window and says, "Excuse me." And this person taps on the window and proceeds to uh, get intense about the fuel consumption or perceived fuel consumption of a large SUV. True story. True and story. I'm, and I'm thinking, what do you have to be going through in life to provide unsolicited feedback to someone who's parking in their car? With the windows up. <laughs> right. So I'm thinking like, okay, I'm just not going to engage in this conversation. Well, then, I, when I was taking notes for today's show, so I go to Quick Trip to get some gas. I go to get some gas. When I'm getting gas, there's a guy who apparently doesn't think the other person's pumping gas fast enough and kind of gives them that not courtesy honk, like that, like it's time to wrap up here, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you realize this is the tension that most people are carrying around with them. They just got into an altercation. They just had a weird situation. They're just going through something. And if you'll be the person who will say, hey, tell me what great things are going on with your family, your occupation. Your recreation. Now, I would do all four in every single conversation. So I would say this. So, hey, great to see you. You know, what, what great things are going on with your family? And if that's a swing and a miss, they go, well, you know, we're going through some stuff. Like, well, tell me about your job. What great things are going on there? And if it's like, well, that's a swing and a miss. Okay, <laughs> recreation. What great things did you do this weekend? And it's swing and a miss. Well, hey, what kind of hobbies are you into? And they're like, well, I, I do enjoy uh, making uh, handmade ducks out of a reclaimed barn wood. Wank. And you go, really? Tell me about that. I mean, you've got you've got to find some area of success. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you've got all the way down. I mean, you're on the edge. You got you're hanging by your little toenails right there. You're just like, please throw me a little something here. Come on, you if you get this conversation going. <laughs> it's so important though. You've got to be methodical. Well, wait, about back, this. but I, yeah, but you left us hanging. Mm. You can't do that to me. Yeah, you know, because I've got a curiosity. Sure. That is, you know, on the high level of curiosity. <laughs> So the dude knocks on the window. A lady. A, a lady. You, of course. Dude, you unroll, a very dude, old, me. very old, older lady. I'd probably say probably 80s. Okay. So you unroll your window, and then how does it walk me through that conversation? Because I'm just it's, curious. It's just, I'm just curious. She just knocks on the window. She, she goes, and I go, excuse me, yeah, can I help you? She goes, um, I just want to know how many miles a gallon. Do you do you get in this? It's it's printed on the car, right? On the car. I know. <laughs> and so I I said uh, it's uh, eight. Uh, what's on the side right there? And I pointed. It's like eleven on the highway, and then eight when it's in city. And she says, "Well, if everybody used the resources that your vehicle uses," and at that point I'm mentally tuning out. But she okay. just boom, 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 never cursed, just getting intense with me. And then I looked at her and I said, "Are are, are you done?" She said, yep. And then I rolled up the window. And that was it. But I was like, what a bizarre, <laughs> what a bizarre. You were nice to ask her if she's done. I mean, most guys just hit the. No, I was, <laughs> I was, I, well, I had all these things I wanted to say. And I was like, woosah. He controlled it. it was, I mean, it was wow. like, I was like, you know what? What did you want to say? I, beep, beep. I, I, I can't even. I can't. Clay, even, calm down. Calm down. Over. I can't even say what I wanted to say on the air because I thought of it. At the moment I thought, I was like, I cannot say what I want to say. Because I have a quick wit, and I will say, if I get into an argument <laughs> with you, it always ends in someone else crying. So I just don't want to get into that. Aubrey, you well, were going to make that little <laughs> grandmother cry, were I you? Thought, yeah, there was just some things that were really tip of tongue, tip of mind. I thought, you know what? And I'm like, 
dear, dear sweet Jesus, please, <laughs> please rebuke my mind baby, for even having thought that. I'm baby, so sorry. Sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> I, I did. Now, now the next notable quotable I want to I want to read to you guys is from Dale Carnegie. He says, "The difference between appreciation and flattery, that's simple. One is sincere and the other is insincere. One comes from the heart." out, the other from the teeth out. One is unselfish, the other selfish. One is universally admired, and the other is universally condemned. So when you are offering praise, you want to make sure you're offering sincere praise. When we come back, I want to talk about what that means when you're building rapport, sincere praise versus false praise. And Dr. Zellner is so good at this. How do you manage a team of hundreds of employees? How do you manage multiple businesses? Well, it starts with being able to be likable to be a good communicator. And there's nobody better than Dr. Z when it comes to communication. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. We're talking about how to influence and communicate with people. You are not going to want to miss this next uh, this next segment. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. I'm a business coach. And now, broadcasting from the center of the universe and the Thrive15.com world headquarters, it's the Thrive Time Show. The man by the killers. And if you're looking to become the woman or the man, you're going to have to learn how to influence and communicate with people. You've got to learn how to influence people, how to communicate with people. It's so important that you're able to know the winning combination for creating an uplifting conversation. And step number one is you've got to build rapport with four. Okay? Rapport with four. The F stands for family, the O stands for occupation. The R stands for recreation, and the E stands for enjoyment. So when you meet somebody new, you'd want to say, so tell me what great things are going on with your family. And it's important you say, what great things are going on with your family? Because if you just say, how's your family going? Typically, people will default to the worst thing. That's what most people do. So you'll say, how's your family? And they'll go, well, you know, my kid's got a rash, and I'm actually having a dispute with my wife. And you're like, well, a little more than I wanted to know there, buddy. So you want to say, what great things are going on with your family? And when you ask someone these questions, you'll notice, one, the the conversations are more positive. But two, the person will pause for a moment and have to think about something positive. And it's so important you shift the conversation upward. Isn't that right? That's a super move. I tell you what, everybody out there listening right now, try that today. Try that today. Try it's a it move. On. It's a, it's an absolute move, and uh, you know you'll be amazed at how it'll. You know how many of our conversations we have out there are in the dirt, are it, negative, are people complaining, and this is a way to start off a conversation, start off a relationship, start off a a, a day, and have it be on the positive side. What great things are going on in your family? And I mean that just. Puts it, I mean, that just, and we're in a world of such, such negativity around you everywhere oh. that you've got to be so intentional to craft the conversation. Now, after you say what great things are going on with your, et cetera, I encourage you to say, tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. Yeah. You want to get the person talking, Chip. I actually did this um, with my cousin at a, at a family burger night last Friday night. Oh. He was the best man at my wedding. We're best friends. We go back for our whole lives, right? And we sat down on the patio. We're going to have a little cigar, just kind of talk, hang out with the dads out there. And I said, hey, man, what's great in your life right now? And he kind of looked at me like, what? 
like, wait, what? Because I don't know right. that I'd ever intentionally asked him that after, you know, 34, 35 years of being together all the time. And so we had a really good conversation about his work. He's been promoted. He's leading this teacher training program. And they're actually videoing him teaching Clay so that they can do play-by-play feedback. And so, like, Bam. it was just cool to actually, it's usually like, oh, work's good. It's good this year. It's good. No, well, but he got, like, detailed, and I was like, man, that was a good connection. Well, and what that does is it gives, you know, most people are raised, don't, don't brag. Don't brag. We don't. We don't brag. We boom. don't. We don't show pride. We don't. I got money in the we bank. Don't, I got gas in my tank. <laughs> right. You're looking at the man. And the people that just default to that sometimes can be a little annoying. Right. Okay. Right. Well, we all know the person who will tell you the potential great things, maybe Mr. potential great things in their life. You're like, really, <laughs> Mr. that could one, happen. Mr. Mick One Up Person. Yes, exactly. But what that does though is it gives that person permission. To talk about the yes. promotion, to talk about that, and they don't sound braggadocious. They don't feel braggadocious. They don't. They don't feel braggadocious. They don't feel bad about it. And next thing you know, they got a big smile on their face, and they're like, and, and they may not even realize how much they wanted to talk about that. Right. And you've given them permission, and you've you've opened the door for that, and now it's a lovely conversation. Yeah. Which this and this just ties into the next notable quotables from Dale Carnegie, because Dale Carnegie would agree with you, Z. He says, "You can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people." than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. He goes on to say, actions speak louder than words, and a smile says, I like you, you make me happy, and I'm glad to see you. That is, I mean, just think about the profundity if you actually smiled. Now, I'm going to give you an example. Yesterday, Chuck, what was this, the store that I was telling you guys? I went to Home Goods? Uh, something like that. Okay, here's the deal. My wife goes in to buy drapes. For my daughter. So I said, I'll stay out in the Hummer. So I stay, I stay out in the car. So I stay out in the car, and a person literally taps on my window and says, excuse me. And this person taps on the window and proceeds to uh, get intense about the fuel consumption or perceived fuel consumption of a large SUV. True story. True and story. I'm, and I'm thinking, what do you have to be going through in life to provide unsolicited feedback to someone who's parking in their car? With the windows up. <laughs> right. So I'm thinking, like, okay, I'm just not going to engage in this conversation. Well, then... I, and I was taking notes for today's show, so I go to Quick Trip to get some gas. I go to get some gas. When I'm getting gas, there's a guy who apparently doesn't think the other person's pumping gas fast enough and kind of gives them that not courtesy honk, like that, like it's time to wrap up here, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you realize this is the tension that most people are carrying around with them. They just got into an altercation. They just had a weird situation. They're just going through something. And if you'll be the person who will say, hey, tell me what great things are going on with your family, your occupation. Your recreation. Now, I would do all four in every single conversation. So I would say this. So, hey, great to see you. You know, what, what great things are going on with your family? And if that's a swing and a miss, they go, well, you know, we're going through some stuff. Like, well, tell me about your job. What great things are going on there? And if it's like, well, that's a swing and a miss. Okay, <laughs> recreation. What great things did you do this weekend? And it's swing and a miss. Well, hey, what kind of hobbies are you into? And they're like, well, I, I do enjoy uh, making uh, handmade ducks out of a reclaimed barn wood. Wank. And you go, really? Tell me about that. I mean, you've got you've got to find some area of success. <laughs> you know, you're, you've got all the way down. I mean, you're on the edge. You got you're hanging by your little toenails right there. You're just like, please throw me a little something here. Come on, if you get this conversation going. <laughs> it's so important, though. You've got to be methodical. Well, wait, about back, this. but I, yeah, but you left us hanging. Mm. You can't do that to me. Yeah, you know, because I've got a curiosity. Sure. That is, you know, on the high level of curiosity. <laughs> So the dude knocks on the window. A lady. A, a lady. You, of course. Dude, you unroll, a very dude, old, me. very old, older lady. I'd probably say probably 80s. Okay. So you unroll your window, and then how does it walk me through that conversation? Because I'm just it's curious. It's just curious. She just knocks on the window. She, she goes, and I go, excuse me, yeah, can I help you? She goes, um, I just want to know how many miles a gallon 
do you do you get in this? It's it's printed on the card, right on the card. I know. <laughs> and so I I said uh, it's uh, eight. Uh, What's well, on the side right there? And I pointed. It's like eleven on the highway, and then eight when it's in city. And she's, she says, "Well, if everybody used the resources that your vehicle uses," and at that point I'm mentally tuning out. But she okay. just boom, 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 never cursed, just getting intense with me. And then I looked at her and I said, "Are are you done?" She said, yep. And then I rolled up the window. That was it. But I was like, what a bizarre, <laughs> what a bizarre. It was nice to ask her if she's done. I mean, most guys just hit the. No, I was, <laughs> I was, I, I had all these things I wanted to say. And I was like, woosah. He controlled it. it was, I mean, it wow. was like, I was like, you know what? What did you want to say? I, beep, beep. I, I, I can't even, I can't. Clint, even, calm down. Calm down. Over. Wow. I can't even say what I wanted to say on the air because I thought of it. At the moment I thought, it, I was like, I cannot say what I want to say. Because I have a quick wit, and I will say, if I get into an argument <laughs> with you, it always ends in someone else crying. So I just don't want to get into that. Aubrey, you well, were going to make that little <laughs> grandmother cry. Were I thought, you? Yeah, there was just some things that were really tip of tongue, tip of mind. I thought, you know what? And I'm like, Dear, dear sweet Jesus, please please rebuke my mind baby, for even having thought that. I'm baby, so sorry. Sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> I did. Now, now, the next notable quotable I want to I read to you guys is from Dale Carnegie. He says, the difference between appreciation and flattery, that's simple. One is sincere and the other is insincere. One comes from the heart out, the other from the teeth out. One is unselfish, the other is selfish. One is universally admired and the other is universally condemned. So when you are offering praise... You want to make sure you're offering sincere praise. And we come back, I want to talk about what that means when you're building rapport, sincere praise versus false praise. And Dr. Zellner is so good at this. How do you manage a team of hundreds of employees? How do you manage multiple businesses? Well, it starts with being able to be likable, to be a good communicator. And there's nobody better than Dr. Z when it comes to communication. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. We're talking about how to influence and communicate with people. You are not going to want to miss this next uh, this next segment. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. I'm a business coach. Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. this thought for just a second. If somebody was marking your words, and this is a big thing that I have struggled with, and I feel like it took me about 10 years of business to, to do this, but Carlton Pearson, and I know Carlton Pearson uh, used to be a pastor, and if you're listening right now in Tulsa, we have so many people listening all around the world, but Carlton Pearson uh, was the number one personality in terms of ratings on Christian television. They had, they had the, the Christian Broadcasting Network, CBN, they have like Pat Robertson and Joe Osteen, those kind of people. He was the number one rated guy, and he was also the pastor of my church. And I had reached out to Carlton to advise me as a speaker, you know, to, to pay somebody to kind of coach me and give me that feedback as a speaker. And he made a statement to me one day that blew my mind, and it made me want to recant a lot of what I had done in my life. I wanted to go back and right some wrongs. But he said, Mr. Clark, remember when you speak publicly that you do not spell words but your words cast a spell on people. Wow. And I said, okay. what? And he goes, 
the things that you say have the ability to change somebody's life to the positive or to turn it to the negative. And I said, oh, oh, do tell, I'm kind of you know, very interested. And he was explaining to me, he said, you know, there's been people in my audiences over the years who I've told them, I don't know what it is, but I sense that you're going to go on to be a very successful entrepreneur. I just, there's something about you and the momentum you have. And I just see you really doing some big things in your life. And he's like, and they'll come back 10 years later and say, that little word of encouragement for me is the spark I needed to believe that I could do it. And there's, he, says, he said, there's other people at the church, though, who are stuck and they're in a cycle of, of job after job after job of in, dead-end job. They, they, they quit things, they start things, and they quit them. And it's because a parent or someone had told them, you're a quitter, you're never going to grow up and do anything with your life, you're an idiot. And, they, and he said those words cast a spell on them. They almost felt like they were under, uh, they, they had to live up to the expectation or the lack thereof. And it's amazing to see how um, it, if you're not careful about influencing people and communicating with people in a positive way, how your words can really injure people, but also the power to uplift. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I tell you what, and what happens is that can get you kind of maybe a marked person. And what I mean by that is, is that if you're going around and you're you're edifying, in other words, you're lifting people up, you are, um, it's really a prophetic word, but I won't, won't go down that rabbit trail, but you're, you're encouraging, you're edifying, they, people feel renewed, they feel uplifted, they feel encouraged after they visit with you, you become kind of sometimes a little bit of a marked man because what happens is they go, oh yeah, I'm feeling down, I'm going to call Billy. Yes. Because Billy's always, Billy's so positive and I'm negative, so I'm going to call Billy to help me get my day turned around, right? So Billy then gets a phone call from you and from the other person and another person, another person, pretty soon that positive person can feel like everybody's sucking the life out of me. They're, they're just, you know, so you have to be kind of careful. And that's why you have to be able to put up good guardrails around your life. If you are a positive person like that, Clay, because what happens is, is that you have a lot of people when you're the light, moths are drawn to it. You know, bugs are drawn to it in the sense that when you're really positive like that, and I'm encouraging you to be that way, sometimes it can be a little overwhelming on you. And I've seen people that are real positive get overwhelmed by people trying to, trying to get that positive word from them every day, all day. And can I, can I share, uh, uh, I'll, I'll get uh, permission to get a little bit sappy, and then you can just say, stop okay. it. Stop, okay. Um, you turned stop 50, it. Oh, wait, you turned 53 the other day. Yep, I did. And, um, you know, you had a, a party. Yes. And uh, yes. there's probably, what, 25 people there? I would say that's probably about right. 25, 30. Or and there. you inviting me was the highlight of my business career. Oh, wow. Of, any, of anything. Of awesome. any award, of anything. Yeah, that's awesome. Because, like, you're a really positive guy. And the one thing I, I never wanted to do to you is, uh, or like Jim Stovall. I mean, I can't say we're best friends, but Jim Stovall is a, is a friend, and he's always encouraging. But I, I never want to be a parasite. I never want to be a person who takes... Yeah. From a relationship. Yes. I always want to have a win-win. Yes. And I feel like there was a time in my business career where I wanted other people outside forces to motivate me or to get me fired yes. up. Mm -hmm. And I would go to these people, you know, like yourselves. And I and I didn't want to do it, but I'm sure at times I did where I, it was like I needed so I need someone to fill me up. And you were like a, a glass of water and you had to like pour your whole self into me. And you almost leave the conversation feeling drained where you're like, man, this guy, he needs a lot of you know, because you gave all the gas out of your tank to somebody else. You siphoned it out. And to get to a place where hopefully you feel like it's a win-win, that, that to me, the symbiotic relationship is what I've strived for. And that's a sustainable one. Right. And then, can you talk about that, though? Because someone's listening today, and they're wanting to know how to influence people. But what, what they're doing is they don't realize that they have become a parasitic 
relationship. They're not meaning to be, but if you were talking to a younger me or a guy who's just always on E and always needs somebody else to pump him up, what advice would you give? Well, you know, being true to yourself, looking in the mirror and really giving yourself a true assessment of how you are is a difficult thing. Mm. Um, a lot of people don't want to come with the, the, the naked truth of who they are and what they've become and how they're living their life. You know, we always want to kind of sometimes we have a view of ourselves that's a little bit of a fantasy view. Right. And, and when you're around people like that, they're, they're not much fun to be around when people don't have a true view of themselves. And so the best thing you can do is start with looking in the mirror and saying to yourself, when was the last time I said something encouraging to someone just for the fun of it? Right. And, and ask yourself that. And remember when it was. And if you can't remember when it was, it probably means you've maybe never done it. Or it's been so long ago, you forgot about it. Here's one move I do that um, ties into this, because I remember reading a Dale Carnegie book, and I asked myself the same question and realizing that I never did this. And so if you've ever been a victim of me doing this, you'll understand. But I put on my list every day one person that I'm going to call out of the blue and praise for what they mean to me. And usually it's like a blindsided thing where they're like, why are you calling me? What's your motive? I don't have a motive <laughs> other than like I'm trying to be purposeful about being positive. And there's so many people that make a little impact. And I remember going to the bank one time and telling the lady, I said, I just want you to know, I really appreciate you always being positive. Every time I drop stuff off, it means the world to me. And the fact that you showed up at my dad's funeral was crazy awesome. So I just want to tell you, you're the best. And she just starts bawling at the bank. Yeah. And she was like, there's just, what, what, what was that about? There's no nothing. I just wanted you to know. And they're thinking like, maybe you're going to ask for a loan or maybe you, <laughs> but when it drops and it settles and five or six days later, it's amazing how that, that impact can, and I only do that because Clifton Talbert and Paul Pressey and neat people in my life have always done that for me, and it really, really means the world to people. So I would say an action item for you right now is write down a person every single day for the next 30 days, one person, and walk up to them. And Jeff, you see this in the office. Yeah. Some of the people you're training up right now, doesn't a, a kind verbal bouquet go a long way? longer than you would even realize. What these guys are saying is true. If you're purposeful about those words, then people will start to be drawn to you, right? Because they're they're remembering those interactions they've had with you. And man, I really feel good after talking to Z. I would like to hear more of what he has to say or, or whatever, you know? It's a huge thing. Now, the next, the next step forward, we're teaching you the five moves on how to influence and communicate with people. Move number two is you want to be able to find somebody's needs with ease. You want to be able to find the gap between where they are and where they want to be. If you're doing sales, you want to figure out how you can help them. If you're doing friendship, you want to figure out how can you help that person in a, in a way that it's, it's sincere. If you're doing sales or friendship, it's the same thing. You're trying to help the other party. You're trying to do something kind. Once you realize that sales is not about zero-sum games, it's not about you winning and them losing. And in fact, at your birthday party, there was a guy who stood up. and Was he with Lexus dealership? What dealership was he with? Yeah, Lexus. Lexus. Mm -hmm. So he's actually an account, if, I, if I'm correct. You're correct. With your auto auction. Yes. And he was a guy that you pursued his business. And this is what makes you so awesome. You pursued the guy for his business, but you also pursued the friendship, and they're not mutually exclusive ideas. Correct. And now you've established such a win-win that he's one of the 25 people at your birthday. Can you explain how that happens? It's awesome, my friend. Well, you know, the, the thing about it is, is that it's so funny in business. Everybody, everybody wants to say this line. What do I want to say? It's, it's nothing personal. It's nothing personal. It's just, it's just business. Absolutely. You know, I, I did what I did, but don't take it personally. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just business. 
I just I just hit you with a lead pipe because you're just that's <laughs> just something I do. It's just business. It's just business. But the thing about it is, it's not just business. People want to do business with people they like. And if you think that just the raw numbers, they'll get you sometimes the business, but they may not let you hang on to it for a long time. But oh, come you, on now. If you combined friendship and good business into one Super Bowl. Preach it. Guess what? You will get the business, you'll hang on to the business, and it will not waver. When you have those tough times, because you always have a little bit of tough times in a business. It yes. Happens. When we have the tough times, now you'll be able to, you'll be able to weather that storm. What's going to happen is you want to make deposits into the love bank because eventually you're going to screw up. When you do, you want there to be a little bit of capital there, a little oh, bit yeah. of a relationship. Come on now. Now, we come back, we're going to teach you how to influence and communicate with people, and we're going to teach you move number three. And you're going to want to, you're definitely going to want to know move number three because it is a game changer when you understand it. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Stay tuned. <laughs> 